This is Bacord, and I'm Megan. I'm Denise. And today we come to you with a another YA fantasy um, that is very much inspired by Chinese folklore, mythology, and culture. And it is oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, and it is called A Magic Steeped in Poison by Judy I. Lin. Polite applause. Polite applause. Polite yes. applause. Do not read this book when you're hungry. <laughs> that is so true. Or thirsty. They There is so much food description in here that I was like, God damn it. Oh <laughs> Every time she had to go to the kitchen, I'm like, what are you going to drop on me now? <laughs> Every time there was a meal, I was like, stop. I'm too hungry for this. <laughs> And I don't live anywhere near a good, like, Chinese restaurant or anything. Like, I have Panda Express down the road. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And that will definitely not fill the cravings from fucking reading this book. No. Yeah, I don't know. I felt the same. (laughs) Um, so, what, what did you read it, Denise? So I rated this five stars, which comes as a surprise to no one. Yeah. It came as a surprise to me. Really? What did you rate it? I feel like we have swapped places. Like, you have become the book whore, and I have definitely become, like, a little pickier. Like, it's weird. Like, usually, like, I'm... Usually, I'm dropping five stars all over the place. Like, I'm just, like, raining it down. I'm raining five stars. Her life. Ch- ch- yeah. <laughs> like an old white dude in a strip club. I'm just, like, <laughs> dropping them like it doesn't even matter. Dropping them $5 bills. Yeah. Now I'm, like, a trucker at, like, a tease show on a Tuesday morning with, like, nothing to do and no money to spend. Like, I have... Like- I have not. The last day before your check drops, you're just like, well, I got dollar bills. Um, I rated it four stars. So I didn't rate it like poorly, but um, okay. it, it wasn't five star for me. Um, I had a little bit of issues with some things, um, but I think. I could say, like, some of the things that I was, like, mm, not really feeling. But overall, I feel like from beginning to end, I was there. I was mm-hmm. into it. I really liked it. So, for me, um, it took me a while to really get into it. Uh, but then I would say, like, the last 100, 120 pages, um, I really got. Like, I, I was in. Like, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it, it took me a while. And I... So the pacing for me was a little off as well as um, I told you before we started recording, I have some issues with uh, the relationship in here. Mm. I wanted to love it so much, but I didn't. See, like, I felt like the pacing for me was really good. Mm. I think the first 50 pages, just the setup of the book where she's kind of talking about like this system Mm -hmm. and how she's at home stuck. I was like, oh, this is okay. Mm -hmm. But once she gets to the palace and there's that whole arc of her going through the trials to become like a Shanxi, like I love that in books. Mm -hmm. It reminded me a lot of Girls of Paper and Fury, Girls of Paper and Fire. You read it, right? 
Yeah, Girl, Girls of Paper and Fire, yeah. Yes, I always mess up on the title. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of that, like that whole arc of a character having to prove themselves to become mm-hmm. something. And there's that hint of like rebellion on the horizon mm-hmm. with how the the higher ups are treating the people. I love that. That's so interesting to me. And I want to read more books like that. Yeah. So that's what got me. So for me, um, for me, it started to pick up about after the second trial. Um, the, even the first one for me was, and everything afterwards, was kind of, like, slow for me. Um, it wasn't until that second trial, and we got to hear more of, like, people being, like, upset with, like, the politics and stuff like that, um, that it kind of, like, picked up for me. See, like, just, like, the concept of it, the fact that it's magic through tea, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, like, the this whole premise cool. is so cool. Um, when I was, yeah. I was camping this weekend, and, um, I was reading this book, and I had, and they were, my friends were asking me what it was about, and I was like, it's kind of like The Hunger Games, but with tea? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, <laughs> see. like, I was thinking of, like, the trials and stuff like that, I, um, it's funny because I thought there would be a point in the trials where they had to turn against each other, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a point like that. It was really like, even the one trial where you had to find a buddy, I thought it was going to be Squid Games up in there. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I thought it was going to be one against the other, and no, <laughs> it was just like, nope, your buddies. Well, they definitely had, um, well, it was like, you were kind of against each other from the very beginning, no matter what. True, true. It could only be one. <laughs> um. So, what do we think of the characters? What What do you think about Ning? She is our main heroine. I thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it seemed like the book was more plot focused. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, like as I focused on her, like I could see the little ways in which the author was progressing her character and showing us who she was. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was, like, she wasn't really trying to be this rebellious, like, in-your-face person. But mm-hmm. if you asked her a question, she would just tell you straight up, like, what mm-hmm. was going on, especially with the princess. And I thought she was interesting as a main character. She was cool. She doesn't, like, stand out to me as, like, a very amazing main character, like, from mm-hmm. other books. Mm-hmm. But in her own right, I thought she was very good, especially for the book that she's in. So I had kind of an issue with Ning in that I only found her very interesting when she was with the princess, like when she was pulling that. Mm. Everything else, I was getting kind of annoyed with her. She believed almost everything that someone told her. It felt like, like, Kang, when Kang told Leno this thing, she's like, okay, yeah, I believe you. And then when um, the princess and the chancellor and them said, no, Kong's doing this, she's like, oh, yeah, he then he is bad. And I'm like, can you just fucking have like, your own opinion, please? Like, <laughs> I am getting, like, it was kind of annoying for me. I found, I actually found, like, most of the other characters more interesting than her. Like, I found Leanne really? more. Really? I found Leanne more interesting, the princess, the handmaiden, um, not Kong, um, <laughs> the two main people, it feels like. I I did not yeah. find that interesting. Well, Kong kind of got interesting to the end. See, 
I don't know. For her character, I feel like she she wasn't besides when you asked her straight up like questions you know that was the only time that she was very strong-minded and very like this is what i think like she'll tell you straight up Mm -hmm. i think the rest of the book she is a very um i don't want to say delicate because that seems kind of like no there wasn't anything delicate about her but just you know she would go with the flow like there was little moments yeah she was very passive Mm-hmm. And there was little moments, too, where you could see, like, if you wanted someone that would become a soldier, like, I didn't really see that for her. Mm-hmm. There was little things where she was like, oh, we can't hurt. Like, she apologized to the bird during the trial with the bird. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't mean to hurt you. When they had the last trial, where, or the second to last trial, where they had to get flowers from the water, she mm-hmm. apo- she was sad that they were trampling the flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, there was little shit where I was like, this girl is not really meant to be a warrior. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I still I felt kind of... Like, I wanted to protect her, but I wanted to see what she could do, too. So, you, know? you say know. that, she but also take me. into account that there were random times when she was like, I'm gonna fucking attack this person, because that's the smart idea. <laughs> like she's... at the very beginning when she um she's leaving because um yeah so, the shadow peeps yeah we should tell i guess we should say she is going to this competition to become the main tea maker for um the palace uh, shenongshi um is what they're called and her mother was a shenongshi and uh it was actually uh Ning's sister Shu who was the Shenong Tu which is the apprentice and uh Ning was I think Ning was mostly um kind of the apprentice to her apprentice to her father mostly right yeah it, like I don't like she knew she had basic knowledge of both of her parents mm-hmm. career paths I don't know if it ever said that she was specifically an apprentice to her dad or if she just picked up from, like, seeing him do, yeah. like, different, like, handling different patients the same yeah. way with her mom. I don't know. Maybe I missed that, though, too. Yeah. I, I, I know she definitely, I feel like she was more involved with her father's practice, maybe. Um, but her mother would also have her, like, stand in, like, some of the lessons she had with Shu. Her mom was also teaching her. And... Um, yeah. Remember, she gave, Ning gave Shu and her mom tea, but it was the poison tea. And so her mother was able to get Shu to throw up most of the poison, but she died from it. And then Shu was like slowly dying. So the reason Ning went to join this competition was because on top of becoming like the palace Shenong, uh, Shenong Shu, uh, Shenong Shi, um, she would get a, um, like, a favor from the princess and the emperor. And so she was like, great, so I will have them send their, like, best physicians to look at Shu and save her. So that's why she joined. Which is much like the Hunger Games. Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. I guess. I'm just trying to go back. (laughs) I'm just trying to go back to my Hunger Games with tea scenario, okay? (laughs) I, I just see the connections to girl of girls of paper and, and fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um so And a I, little bit a little bit of Iron Widow, but I was like, no, she doesn't hate her family. 
No, she, Ning is not that. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, like Iron Widow. I know, Iron Widow, she's so badass. Um, but I do, I do like that that was why she joined the competition, at least, you know? Um, I think that does mm-hmm. well for a character. Like, if this was going to be more like Iron Widow, she would have been like, I want to go there for the prestige. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Um, but she was definitely... Or to kill everyone. Or to kill, or get revenge. Yeah, kill everyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, but she de- she was there to try and save her sister, which, honorable, but you know me, I like my hair wins a little dark, apparently. <laughs> a little bloodthirsty. I guess, yeah. yeah. I know. Ooh. Don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. Like, I felt like, you know, especially how with how she didn't know much about the politics and everything she was Mm -hmm. very naive maybe Mm -hmm. that is a reason people might struggle that is a reason people might struggle with her as a main character but i feel that it worked in some way i think i don't know for me the author did it very well Mm -hmm. no this was pretty well written especially for a debut debut i thought yes Absolutely. I didn't even know it was a debut. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew because I flipped to the front page for some reason. I think because it was Purdy. Um, and I looked at the acknowledgments and it was like, everything starts and ends with Lila or Layla or something like that. And I was like, I wonder mm. if that's her kid. So I looked to the author, some like the author profile in the back, and it says she mm-hmm. lives is with her husband and daughter, and this is her debut novel. <laughs> so I found out my oh. complete accident. <laughs> See, usually I just find out through reading the mm-hmm. book and feeling that a lot of details were missing, and then I look mm-hmm. it up and realize like, oh yeah, I was right. This mm-hmm. book I didn't feel that way, but I kind of did but only for one thing so my biggest issue besides that pacing in the beginning is I have zero understanding of Ning and Kong same okay I I thank you I actually thought so there was this scene do you remember when um in the I think it's the second trial where, um, and this is where it really picked up for me, was where they had to, they brought in, like, the, um, tea girls from the tea houses, and the competitors had to fix them one tea, and then the tea girls fixed them five tea, and they had to choose of those five tea which to drink, and all of them were poisoned except one. So, like, it was, you had to use your way of giving them that one cup of tea to help you figure out which one had the, like, which cup was poison. And, um, Ning's Tea Girl, I thought, my gay ass thought, (laughs) she was gonna pop up again and they were gonna be something because... We don't even get the bitch's name, okay? But I'm just... My gay ass is so stupid. 
<laughs> but like, like there's something there from how she held her hand over yes, the ceremony. They held hands, and then at the end, Ning was like, and then I realized I was still holding her hand, and I quickly dropped it, and I was like, ooh, girl, fire! Even just that, that had, you were like, that had more chemistry to me than everything with Ning and Kong. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I know. mean, I'll agree. I I'm just too fucking queer. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but also, I agree with Kong. He really didn't have much to offer in terms mm-hmm. of romance. I was thinking you were gonna bring up the scene where, for one of the trials, maybe it's the third one. No, I think it was before the one you're talking about, where he goes in to save um, the princess from a bunch of arrows and he dramatically like has his sword and Ning sees that it's the boy that she met in the in the marketplace Mm. and I just thought that was so fucking cheesy that it happens (laughs) to be him and he's saving the friends I was like that's so stupid and of course Ning is like oh my god it's the boy and I'm like oh my god just like fuck off move along you know what though a part of it too like I I think, who is it? Joan He, like, mentions um, that this book is great for fantasy lovers and sea drama aficionados. And I was like, mm. the romance of Ning and Kong was so, like, sea drama, Chinese drama. Like, so when I picture that, like, I can picture this being a Chinese drama. And I can see that. Um, like, you know, like, they mysteriously meet at first, but it's all a misunderstanding. They had to lie to each other. And then yeah. he's the banished prince. And he's here. He's badass and handsome. And I'm like, I I just felt like he was a wet blanket. True. Until the end. Like, literally, like, the very last line we get with him was the most interesting aspect of him. No, he's still a basic bitch. Well, like, I'm so curious about, like, I'm more curious about him now than I was the whole book. I feel like you could have removed him and the book would not have changed. Literally. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. entire existence. Yeah, you could. I think, I mean, I usually struggle with romance in YA fantasy where it just always seems unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But... I feel like in this case, it was, like, super unnecessary and could have just been removed. Yeah, same. Like, now that I think about it, I was like, actually, like, everything else in the plot really could have happened if you took him out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All he served to was kind of to throw a wrench in Ning's plans where she thought she knew what was going on and then to be mm-hmm. like, oh no, he betrayed me. Oh no, he's the prince, you know? Or the prince Oh no, I love him. Oh no, he betrayed me. Yeah, and it just, it offered as a moral dilemma for her, mm-hmm. but I did not care for him. Yeah, I also didn't care for the whole, um, so Kong is the, um, he is the adopted prince of the uh, gosh, what is what was he called? The banished prince. Prince. Yeah, he is the adopted son of the banished prince. He is the princess. Uh, uh, princess Jen. Um, mm-hmm. her her uncle. I guess 
before the book, um, he had tried to uh, do a coup and take over the throne from the emperor, who is uh, Jean's father. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously unsuccessful, and he was banished along with his family, including his son, who is adopted. Did we get the story of how he was adopted? I can't remember because I was so uninterested in him. I I don't remember. <laughs> I think um, they mentioned something about... It was because, like, you know how both of his parents died in quick succession? One died on the battlefield, and the other one, his mom passed away giving birth to him. So he was left with nothing. And Mm -hmm. then his adopted mom took him in. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. And And his birth dad was some great general, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm starting to remember. Okay, okay. And then, like, everyone didn't like that his family or his adopted family took him in they were like just because of everything well his adopted father the banished prince wasn't supposed to marry the mom because she was wasn't she She um but she was promised to the emperor emperor yeah no yeah i think yeah i remember okay yeah so, and the point of him being adopted is good because uh, later in the book, he is actually engaged to the Princess Yen. So, it's not technically incest? I feel, like a, I feel like a lot of the background info with... Um, like, genetically, Kong. they could have healthy... Descendants, okay. <laughs> Let's clarify. Let's clarify. Let's, this. Genetically, it's fine. Socially, <laughs> it's incest. Anyway, it's... I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think the background info for him serves like as like the foreshadowing of what's to come in the next few books. So I was interested in what happened with the banished prince, just because it feels. Like, that's the direction book two is going to go in. Yeah. Especially with that ending. I, I figured out. Oh, yeah. I knew there was going to be something to bring him in with the Banished Prince. And I, I thought that was I don't know what the cool. fuck was wrong with me. I had no idea. <laughs> he was it fucking keeps... mentioned the whole book. And I still didn't think he was going to show up. I, I totally thought it was going to be, like, the ministers were the bad guy. Like. And, like, the Banished Prince was, like, just not even involved in anything. I thought it was going to be the minister. (laughs) Really? I thought thought those guys were going to get killed off at some point, so it didn't serve as a surprise. I think the only one that was still living by the end was the Chancellor, the ultimate guy who ends up betraying them. But, I mean, you don't know what happens at the palace after they leave. Yeah. You know what it you know what the book reminds me of? It gives me Throne of Glass vibes. Doesn't I can it? see that. I can see that. Yeah. I can see Just, that. I like the first book is, you know, there's the trials and shit and who the main character mm-hmm. ends up being while also like giving the little info for the next books where it's like it goes from like small scale to like fucking mm-hmm. huge. huge. Yeah. 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 That's what it reminds me of. 
So that's I why I knew that. with some of the with, with some of the people, I was like, oh, there's gonna be gonna be some shit going down. God, I haven't read Throne of Glass in so long, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, it was such it was such small stakes. <laughs> yeah, the first book, the first book, I remember I made my husband read it. And then as he was telling me about it and how he didn't like it, I was like, yeah, that's true. The first book did kind of like start at a certain point, but it gets better. I was like, it gets better. That was her first mm-hmm. book, you know, like yeah. I was giving excuses, but it gets better. It gets so much better. Throne of Glass, you can tell it was a um, Cinderella fan fiction like that she wrote. Yeah. And then it just got bigger and bigger and so fucking big and amazing in my opinion yeah yeah <laughs> it started out just setting you up with a lean and like you know the mm-hmm. little shit and then each book it was like Mm-mm, it's gonna get bigger mm-hmm. and, I think, and then bigger i think those are the those are the vibes i got from this book of i knew mm-hmm. it was just starting out with just like little tea trials mm-hmm. that it was especially with how they hint and Ning herself having great power yeah i was like oh she's gonna throw down in one of the next books yeah she definitely has like a lot of shit going on in there she has a lot of hidden power that um, I'm actually curious if maybe her mother knew and like purposely didn't um didn't like work with her on that because she didn't want her to live that life you know because her mom had been a palace um she was the palace midwife until she had to like step up and kind of become the uh Shi and um but that's not the life she wanted and she was able to leave with uh, Ning's father and start a life there um, away from the palace and stuff. So I wonder if um, her mom knew and just purposely didn't like foster that. Yeah. I mean, it raises a question. Was her sister Shu more powerful and that's why her mom chose her as her apprentice or was it to kind of, like hide away the power that I think I think it's the opposite I think it's the opposite especially since Ning is the older sister I think she purposely chose Shu to hide Ning and her powers Mm. because like I remember reading this and I remember being like why did she go for like why was the younger one the apprentice because usually it's the Mm. older one you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. like that kind of changes the power dynamics there. But I didn't really, until I started like really thinking about it, that's when I realized like, oh, um, she, I, I, her mom must have known and she must have purposely tried to hide it. I think I thought that too. And maybe it's because of Ning's own self-esteem issues, but I remember her saying how often she would mess up and how she even felt like her own parents kind of, thought badly of her i think that's why mm. she reasoned that they didn't like let her be the apprentice or something but i think i just accept that i was like oh maybe like she's really bad at it or something but mm-hmm. it could have just been her own insecurities trying to reason with the little information she was given yeah yeah i could see that too um so she ning gets through the trials and 
she gets to the like second to last trial. Maybe. I don't remember the trial, I'll be honest. <laughs> like you mentioned them and I'm like, oh yeah, that happened, but second to last. Is that the No, one? no, it's not the, the second to last. I'm the last trial. So the last trial and it's when uh we found out that uh Kong is engaged. Although this is after uh, Ning totally like was like, you're a big fat liar and I don't like you. We're broken up even though we technically weren't together, but we kissed a few times and oh well. Um, I thought that scene was also so cringy. I'm like, come on, man. Like you, I, I mean, me as the reader was like, I don't think the Princess Jen is like in love or it was obviously political and obviously mm-hmm. she has feelings for her handmaiden so it's not even like there was any threat she of- called her handmaiden yeah. her beloved like there was no yeah. hiding that from the readers oh, straight but- up like even the main character is like oh i shouldn't be here like they're looking at each other with I, such yeah I'm like oh my god we i we're told fairly early on that yeah. the that the princess and her handmaiden are in love um, straight up like straight I up be. i ship I it see too. that chinese drama i ship it almost as much as i ship ning and the random tea girl um <laughs> <laughs> who will come back someday <laughs> unnamed um, courtesan unnamed. apprentice from chapter 22 <laughs> yep uh they are meant to be um but i she gets that uh, that trial is where we find out that they're engaged and um they it's there's three competitors left and they have to choose like from this i forget it's like they chose um oh like random objects from a hat or something yeah and like one was the tiger one was um the crane and for some reason, the other one is turtle. Totally... Turtle. Thank you. Mom was a turtle. And um, and then Kong volunteer. And basically, these three warriors come out, and the crane like they represent the animals, and they're obviously very skilled martial artists. And Kong volunteers to be the one to represent the Shangshi. Uh, who they have to make a tea for Kong for him to drink to help him defeat each of the martial artists. And, uh, of course, because we have to see him fight again because, ooh, la la. Um, and he he wins for the asshole competitor, uh, Shao. And then there's one other... <laughs> totally rigged. There was one other competitor who actually, instead of giving him a potion to strengthen him, he gave Kong a potion that would sap him of his strength so he would lose uh, because Kong is the son of the evil prince. And people know that. And they're like, there were quite a few unhappy people about um, the betrothal and so the second competitor decided to show his unhappiness uh like that which you know was a but choice then, <laughs> but then he immediately confessed to it too right he, does. Like, he did i have something to confess i'm so sorry my queen 
or my and it's like I I was sitting there like dude what the fuck why would you why why would you confess why but then that leads to the next little intimate moment between Kong and Ning where she has to check his pulse on the battle floor they had a moment you know (laughs) they have a moment she gives him a tea they're all connected and he wins and this random person comes out and is like I can't stand aside and let this Ning person win because I can tell that she and Kong were intimately connected before this. And I have waited just until <laughs> now to reveal to you the plot that Ning is tre- is plotting treason against us. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I that whole scene I was like, eh, this could have gotten this could have been done a little better in my opinion. But, um... I think it was just rushed a little bit at that part. I yeah. will agree. But mm-hmm. I thought... I figured at some point she would get revealed. Like, you knew. Yeah. She she wasn't gonna go through this, like, without someone revealing No, it. Like, she wasn't. On. She wasn't. And so... But she's not arrested because she's not told that she was, like, a traitor in that way. Like, it's just, like, made to seem like she kind of cheated. Uh, but, like, yeah. cheated by accident because, you know, she had given um, Kong a tea earlier in the book that, like, would make him tell her the truth. And I guess that, like, connects them in some way. And so that made, when they were connected again during the battlefield, like, that gave her, like, a advantage, I guess. And, um... So she, like, lost by default, which is stupid, but whatever. And, <laughs> like, I kind of think it would have been better, like, if Kong had, like, purposely lost because he didn't want Ning to, like, be involved in what was about to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that could have been a better way to have her lose, you know? Um, I don't know what I thought was gonna happen. Like, with I didn't I just didn't want Xiao the other guy to win. I think yeah. that's the only thing in my head. I, I think, think that's we the all only knew thing that he was going off. to. We all knew he was going to. I thought there was gonna be like some sort of plot involving him, especially since since Ning knew that he was plotting with uh, the Marquise or some other person. And yeah. It was rigged from the start. I thought there was going to be, like, some reveal or she would tell him, like, hey, like, I know your secrets. Find him in some corridor and some shit and be like, if you don't, like, forfeit, I'm going to, you know, some bullshit. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, they get her there while also having established her as a character that she is, which is, like, not very, like, sneaky and shit, right? And then, too, like, I felt it was a good way of really just showing i feel like there was a lot of moments in the book where it showed you like yeah the system is rigged against her and i i think i just wanted something to happen where she would get to throw back against that system that is already mm-hmm. in place and working against her but nothing happened which i mean is realistic 
I just mm-hmm. like, like, you know, I just want that like Iron Widow moment. <laughs> we have got to stop comparing books to Iron Widow. <laughs> yeah. We are just going to continuously be disappointed. <laughs> Let's have a rating system every book where we just talk about how it's not like Iron Widow. <laughs> I get this 2.5 Iron Widows. <laughs> uh, needs more Zetian, needs more killing, needs more <laughs> everything. Um, I found this to be more of a paper mache widow. Um, not so much iron. Uh... <laughs> this one was a gold widow. <laughs> I really love this one. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess I still I feel like it sounds like I didn't like this book very much but I actually really did like I gave it four stars I really sped through those last 100 pages and she is a great writer and um the world she created is really interesting I just feel like some things were dropped and could have been a little bit better refined yeah yeah i mean i can like i said at the beginning i i read it at five stars i can talk about what you know what could have been improved on but Mm -hmm. i was still so into it the story Mm -hmm. and everything that i was like i can i can oversee all that just to rate it five stars because i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it i had fun reading this yeah i for me to give something in five stars, I have to be like you. Like, I have to be pulled in and really, like, invested from the beginning. Um, The fact mm-hmm. that it, it, the fact that it took quite a bit for me to, like, be super, inve- like, be really pulled in is the reason why it's only four stars for me. Damn. But, well, don't be sad. It, it's four stars. It's not like it was Atlas Six. <laughs> we don't talk about that book <laughs> we don't talk about blue no 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 please keep your negativity out of this podcast episode <laughs> we don't talk about atlas um <laughs> yeah so the ending was what really got me um i really liked how like we had that political upheaval and we find out that the princess wasn't as dumb as she looked and the fact that she knew that the chancellor was um, betraying her. Uh, to me, that was really important to know because I remember when like we found this out, I was like, bitch, how did you get tricked? <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a lot behind a lot of behind the scenes going on. Which mm-hmm. I'm glad that it wasn't like Atlas Six and which is shipped over to the perspective to tell you what was going on. It was interesting. There was enough going on to it was like, okay, like there is there is show go- there is shit going on behind the scenes that Ning does not mm-hmm. know about and some shit she's just gonna like find out with us, the reader. Which mm-hmm. was nice. Yeah. Um what did you think about the at the end, when they go see, oh, who did they go see? The astronomer who told, so he told the princess that she needed to leave and um, go down that path to regain her kingdom. And then as they are leaving, 
at the end of the book where we see more of the soldiers who are part of the banished prince's like um military and who do we see riding with them but dun 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 kong 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 um but it doesn't even say if he's like with them or what? Uh, it doesn't say. Much. He's just he's just in the carriage, Megan. He's just in the carriage. See, I want him to be with him because if he's not with them, he's still a wet blanket to me. <laughs> I think he's a wet blanket either way. Ugh. No, because if he is with them, then he was able to totally trick Ning while being under that truth tea. Which means he must be super manipulative, which makes him more interesting to me. I don't know why I think people need to be dark to be awesome love interests. It is not a good look. (laughs) I don't think you can, like, I don't think his character is interesting. I don't even, like, even if that is true, if there's a plot, it's just Mm -hmm. like... I thought the I thought the chancellor betraying the princess was a more interesting betrayal. Than oh yeah, Kong. Because oh, yeah. I saw I saw Kong coming. Like I was like, come on. I don't know. A part of me was like, I feel like we have been going <gasps> back and forth with Kong so much that he must not be betraying them. Like you know what I mean? Like. I just thought there's too much back and forth of him being on their side, really. But he was just betraying his own uncle or his own Mm -hmm. adopted dad. I I, I hope I hope the author commits to something because I really don't want the wishy washy Mm -hmm. stuff that existed in the first book of no wanting to know where I where he stood. Mm -hmm. But it's not like he offered anything interesting either way. Um, do you remember Children of Blood and Bone? Sort of. So, the love interest in that one, the prince, do you remember how, like, he and the main girl, like, kind of fell in love, and it was like, he was, like, there was, like, that redemption arc, but then Mm -hmm. at the end, he goes back to being like not evil but like he betrays them because he thought that would be best kind of like Zuko and Avatar the Last Airbender where he and Katara were um friends and she was fixing his scar and they had that moment and he was like I don't want to be bad and she's like but you don't have to be bad but then he betrays them to be with, like, to help Azula so he can go back to the Fire Nation. Um, I was hoping that we would have that of some sort. Does that make sense? Also, Zutara forever. 100%, whatever you just said. <laughs> like, I would have liked to have seen that. That's, oh, damn, that should have been how it was done. It would have been so, it would have been immediately five stars for me. So you just want betrayal. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I either want betrayal or I want Ning 
to help the courtesan girl escape from her life as a courtesan so they can be together. Let the unnamed courtesan apprentice go. She's not I will that. not. She will come. She's going to come back in that second book, and I am going to be in the face. <laughs> she shows up, chapter two, and she's like, my name is... I'll be like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you will immediately get a text from me. Immediately. Absolutely. Like, I won't even care if I fucking spoil it. I I will immediately text you and be like, I was fucking right, bitch. <laughs> Put that in your Don't. review on Goodreads. Be like, Don't the tell me. better bring her back. Don't tell me my queer, the queerness won't show up. It will. <laughs> I like how the author gave you a straight up, like, um, uh, queer relationship. And, and it's were still not like, the one I'm focusing on. It's mm-hmm. not enough. <laughs> it's not the one I'm focusing on. I know. I know. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> like you literally were like, like the author was like, here you go. And um, I'm like, cool, lesbians, but and look. And handmaiden. And you're like, anyways, <laughs> over here. <laughs> over here, look at this girl that shows up for a page and a half. Look at them holding hands for a super long time. She I like a straight up relationship. You're like, no, I'll go for the little one over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> and this is why I'm so unhappy, it feels like. <laughs> this so now is now I why... see why you didn't rate it five stars. This is why I'm forever alone, because instead of going for <laughs> the obvious, I'm like, I'm waiting for my unnamed courtesan. She's already Hi. left me. I probably have already met her, but I don't know who she is. <laughs> Go read Girl of, Girls of Paper and Fire, of Paper, paper and Fury. Um, no, that you, has keep the... get, you keep confusing them. It's They're girls. all named so similarly. <laughs> I'm just gonna have it open on my desktop, and then that way I can just refer to it. Uh, what else do we gotta say about the book? Um. Uh. Fuck. I don't know. I think I said. What I had to say. Oh, we didn't even talk about Leanne. Did you like her? So, another character in this uh, book is the friend that Ning makes. Uh, She is another uh, Xiong Tu competitor. And her name is Leanne. And she's kind of interesting because... She is the daughter of an ambassador, right? Like she's the daughter. Yeah. She's the daughter of someone important, and actually, like, grew up with uh, Princess Yen and um, Kong. Uh, so she kind of like already knew that. But she is definitely a rebel at heart, way more than uh, Ning is, I would say. Um, I am very happy that. It did not go the way I thought it would go. I was very scared. Not that. I was so scared that it was going to be the bad girl pretending to be nice trope. Um, Mm. And 
I get I, I don't like that. I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like over the whole girls against girls thing. Like, I, why can't they just be friends and support each other? And Ning and Leanne did that. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think it would have hurt if she ended up, uh, the one friend that she has in the palace, really, that she could mm -hmm. rely on the whole time, if she ended up being uh, someone to betray her, I think that would have hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But she was just like, I don't know, she was, she was adorbs. I liked her whenever she was on the, on the page. Yeah, I really liked her. Um... The only time I was, like, annoyed with her was that scene I already talked about when they went to the kitchens and all that stuff. And I was like... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really liked her. I was... I'm very happy that it didn't go down that trope. That, like, friend secretly is evil trope. Um, I'm really happy it didn't go down that trope. And what's funny is I thought it was going to go down the road of she would end up dying or something. Mm. Like she would be marked as a co-conspirator with me. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. That, I thought that would have been rough, man. That hurt. It would have been rough. It would have been rough, but like, oh, that would have been good. Like that would have turned Ning into the rebellion so much, though. Like yeah, that would have. That would have been in a... Never mind. Why have we such paces? Why am I the dark one now? Because I don't know. I feel like I just want some books. Marriage has changed you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want I want powerful girl friendships. Like you said earlier, you want girls that support girls sometimes. I don't so bullshit. I don't want them to die in the end. I just want them to be happy. Well, cinnamon rolls. <laughs> okay, okay. I can get behind that. <laughs> like, as long as you get some books like this, you know, you can have the other mm -hmm. books that just fuck your shit up, you know? But sometimes mm -hmm. you just want you just want a little, a little happy ending. I don't know. Will be a forever. Emphasis on well, forever. This wasn't a happy ending. This wasn't a happy ending book, but the friendship was happy ending. <laughs> yeah, as long as the friendship has like a happy ending, like the fact that uh, Leanne just went with her family, she peacefully withdrew from the competition. She knew she's like, peace. I'm out. Mm -hmm. But you keep going. I believe in you, Ning. And she just she mm -hmm. stepped out. I thought that was yeah. cute. There was no, there was no major arc of her dying or her being arrested. It was cute. Yes. So definitely read this book. Um, if you love fantasy, if you are looking for something a little different, I think having um tea be like the main magic here is super duper cool. I think that's a very interesting aspect. Um, especially since it is so pivotal to Chinese culture. Um, and if you liked, <laughs> if you liked Iron Widow for the Chinese culture too, this is a great um, book for that. Um, not so much if you were in it for the revenge aspect. Um, that I, Maybe that would be book two of this. And 
book two just fucks our shit up. I know, right? <laughs> Kills half the characters. <laughs> and uh, book two is actually coming out in August, so it's coming out really soon. So highly recommend uh, reading this book, picking it up. If you haven't already and you were just listening to this to listen to us, which, you know, weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sus, but all right. <laughs> um, and we um, are super excited to also announce that um, we are going to do a special episode of the Netflix Persuasion Adaptation. Um we are big J Knights. Polite applause. We are big J Knights here, or I am for the both of us. And just pulled along. <laughs> Denise just pulled along. Uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, I literally committed to reading all of the Jane Austen yes, books, though. You so did. I can't. I can't be like a low key casual fan if I keep signing <laughs> up for all this extra stuff. <laughs> that is very true. Um. So we are going to watch the new Netflix uh, Persuasion adaptation, and we are going to do a quick episode review on that. Uh, so you are going to uh, get a review from someone who is super obsessed with Jane Austen and her books and uh, probably knows way too much about both of them, um, like both the books sure. and the author herself. Uh, for and all the other adaptations that exist of the book. <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, all the other adaptations. Uh, you will hear it from a casual lover like Denise. I'm going to watch the movie with my two friends who... <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of the other movie adaptations, so I will come with a fresh mind to this one. But I have seen some of the other famous adaptations of Jane Austen books. And so I you have, haven't seen the per, you haven't seen any persuasion adaptations is what you mean? Nope. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. But I've read the book. So. Mm-hmm. Read the book. Love book. the book. Book was really good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, thumbs up this episode or thumbs rate us five stars on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find us on a social media, Megan? No, I hate when you ask me that because I don't know it. You know it. <laughs> That's why I say God the goodbyes it, and they put it to you. I did it, Megan. We rehearsed this. No, we didn't. And our social media is? <laughs> On the episode description. <laughs> At Bookhorn Pod. Um, Pretty much everywhere at Bookhorn Pod. Yes, no spaces. And then bookhornpod at gmail.com for our email, right? Yes. And that's that was it. Yeah. Oh no, she's pointing to me. What do you say, Megan? And that was it for our episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. <laughs>